This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You might assume we're both good at presenting to a live audience because of this podcast. But at the end of the day, when we record, it really feels like we're just talking to one another. Presenting information in person in a formal setting to a large audience is something that still makes us really nervous. To prepare for a live speaking event we're hosting together, we turn to our masterclass subscription to not only refine our presentation skills, but to build our confidence in a different kind of public speaking capacity. Between Robin Roberts, Hillary Clinton, and Kevin Hart's expertise, our confidence skyrocketed. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Don't just talk about improving. Masterclass helps you actually do it. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master negotiate with Chris Voss, think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or plan your dream wedding with celebrity event planner Mindy Wise, Masterclass has you covered. There are over 200 classes to pick from. With new classes added every month, like our latest aha moments from Robin Roberts' effective and authentic communication class that we watched before our event presentation. She taught us how to establish a genuine connection with the audience from the start. I'll always be a little nervous before presenting, but Masterclass prepared us in a way that dialed my nerves down and gave me tools to ground myself. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the therapy group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and accessible. So stay tuned, because in order to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself. Welcome back to today's episode of Shrink Chicks. I don't, I don't think that we've ever started an episode without being obsessed with our, with our. Oh yes, here's another one we are obsessed with. Another one we're obsessed, and we're we're obsessed because she works with us. (laughs) We're obsessed because she's amazing, and also it's one of our most amazing clinicians. Callie Frazier, she's a licensed social worker, unbelievable, and I have to fully disclose it. Uh, Callie, we've known each other a very long time, actually. Yes, we have, a couple years now. And we started out doing volunteer work together, that's how we met. Yeah, exactly, and you became a bit of a mentor to me. <laughs> that's so nice. <laughs> it's so nice. It's surreal to even be on the podcast, you know, when oh, you've been wow. listening since day one. Well, wow. love you, Callie, we love you! Okay. <laughs> So, one, by the end of this episode, you're going to be like, I have to work with her. She's booked. She's booked um, up. But you can Everyone is booked up. <laughs> you can, but you can always write in. But we're super excited because you're not actually going to be talking to us about clinical work today. You're going to be talking to us about your lived experience. Yes. There's right? a lot to share. And there's a lot to share. And so one of the reasons we were so excited to talk to you and have you on is that you have two moms. And so you were brought onto this beautiful earth by a sperm donor. I was. And that's something we haven't talked a ton about. So tell us, like, tell us a little bit about yourself, about that, you know, learning about this growing up, and then the very interesting thing that happens next. Yeah, so um, I was raised locally. Um, Like you said, I have two moms. um, So for obvious reasons, they chose to use a sperm donor to have me. Um, For obvious reasons. Obvious reasons, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they, you know, and we can go into the whole process of like picking the donor and everything, but they went to the sperm bank, chose a donor. Um, You know, my biological mom um, 
was inseminated um, and then had me. And then, you know, long story short, many years later, I now have over 80 half siblings that their parents use the same sperm donor. So that was a little bit of a plot twist we weren't expecting. And I would imagine like when your moms were picking out a donor, right? Like is it, technology wasn't the same. There was no 23andMe. There's no Ancestry.com. There wasn't fucking Facebook groups. So I would imagine your moms didn't really plan on this happening. No. I mean, <laughs> I think there was a lot more expected of the anonymity piece. Yeah. And even just being um, a gay couple in the 90s, like it was they chose to have an anonymous donor out of fear of like what would happen if this was all still new. So what would happen custody wise if he just mm. popped up and was like, wait, this is technically my kid. Um, so they really wanted it to be anonymous only for that reason. Um, and so but that's just really not an option now with all the DNA testing. <laughs> Absolutely. And can you can you speak a little bit to the process of like how they pick a sperm donor? Yeah. So is it like Tinder? Like there's like a <laughs> Well, Swipe? it's probably not the 90s. It's definitely not <laughs> it was, in the 90s. It was probably paper. It was probably yeah, like yes. notebooks of paper. So binders. I, it's, it's interesting because I have the experience of them picking my donor in the 90s and then one of my moms remarried, but with my stepmom had two more kids with, you know, but then this was in the early 2000s. So we got to see how the process completely changed over those years. So for me, they were given a binder with Xeroxed pages, and we're like, <laughs> and they were like, where do we even start? So they just asked for like people, men of um, English German background, because that's what my mom was, and then they handed them from there, went with like three, then they narrowed it down to like the two tallest. And <laughs> You're not tall. I know. <laughs> and they then, wanted you to be much you taller. You are not a tall person. I'm so sorry, Kelly. <laughs> And then there were two left, and my mom was like, I don't know, let's just go with this one because that one's a smoker. And that was it. That's <laughs> fair. That is, yeah. 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 So, okay, so for your moms, was it important? Did they want there to be like you look similar to them? Because we're also still talking about a time where there's massive stigma, right? Yeah. Like, so your moms had to be aware of, you know, being out with you and different things like that. Yeah. I mean, I think, and it was just kind of like, well, if my one mom can't be biological obviously like let's just pick someone with her same background and mm. just you know that was as good as it gets wow. type of thing um uh, but you're not an only child no so then I have two little sisters um they're like 12 and 14 years younger than me um so that goes into how the process all completely changed so I actually was old enough to get to help in the process of picking their donor wow okay that's actually really cool that is so cool. yes because my so mine wasn't donating anymore um so there wasn't any of his sperm left so but we go on the website and it's just like there are essays baby pictures voice recordings like staff impressions like wow. just everything they completely changed it like it ended up being like it would cost more money to depending on what degree the sperm donor had like so what they level have a doctor, of education it's more expensive yes and my mom was like you only got someone with a doctorate because they didn't charge different prices <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so we were paying more we would have just rolled with the ged right, baby right. all right okay i would have been the same how, how like old, a discount how old were you at that time that you were helping them uh 12 wow and what was most important for you at that time what traits were you looking for in your choices you know, I think we were more focused on my mom told me that we ended up picking their donor because he was in like a, a social work type of like he was in a helping role. He worked in like a group home and just like the staff impression. So 
because we had all that extra information, it was more based on like character than yes. The, you know, they also picked like blonde, blue eyes because that's what my you know stepmom has. So yes. they again went off of their own looks. But that's then. someone who's empathetic. Yes, got that empathy <laughs> piece. Yes. So, and I also think you had a different experience than many kids growing up which is that your moms were very into puberty and sex education. <laughs> yes, my mom is the director of sex education at Planned Parenthood. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a very different experience, right? Where some other people were maybe not aware that they um, were created from a sperm donor or didn't have a ton of education. I mean, we just actually, in our episode last, you know, a few weeks ago with Dr. Kristen Mark, we talked about the massive lack lack of sex education you didn't have that experience growing up no no I was like helping my mom like organize her condom bowls and things like that pretty young like, would you what, what shape would you organize them into <laughs> who knows like a flower <laughs> and empathy um, <laughs> just going with the well, traits here so yeah she was very always very open with me you know like uh just explaining of course like waiting till I could really understand but like I had a book um really young about just a young girl that had two moms and was born using a sperm donor. So just like mixed in with my other books, you know, like just to make it a typical talked about topic. And um, obviously more was explained once I got older and was asking more questions. Um, but my mom was telling me like in, in asking her a couple questions prepping for this, she's like, well, you used to have a fake, you know, like grocery cart type of thing. And she said, and you used to go to the grocery store and play grocery store and buy sperm. <laughs> okay, that's amazing. That is incredible. I was like, wow. <laughs> just says it all right there. That's the future. You know, that's though. like me at five. So that just tells you everything. Oh my gosh. But it speaks, it really speaks to how much education you had around it at such yes. a young age. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which I didn't even realize how rare what it was at the time. Oh, but yeah. Would you talk? <laughs> would it come out like? Would you talk to friends about it? Would you? Yeah, like, I how mean, would, how would that play out socially? Yeah, I mean, my I would be like at the. There's another story of me like at a shoe store, and the woman's like putting shoes on me. And I'm like, hey, I have two moms, and <laughs> like, and he's a sperm donor, and I'd be like on the playground. She said like, you know, kids would run up to her and be like, well, this, like, and my mom be sitting there like, well. Where is her dad? Did her dad die? And then yeah. she'd have to explain to these kids. Oh, and I'm wow. like, you know, so I think I ended up teaching a lot of my younger friends some things. Yes. <laughs> you were educating them. Yes. Yeah. Passing their parents the were like, oh, this what? was good education. Absolutely. She could have been given some really bad information. Right. And right? that's that's usually how you learn about things is you get like bad the, information. The kid on the bus. Information that yeah. you don't understand. It was like, right? do you know when you have your period, you die? Like, right. that's right. Like, the kid on the bus who says some shit like that. But. Right. Okay, so as you get older, though, we start to wonder different things, right? Where am I from? You know, who is this donor? And so it sort of seems like it started you on this mission about looking for some more information. Will you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so, well, the sibling piece kind of started more er earlier than looking for the donor because we had just happened to be watching the news and we heard about, this is when I was about nine, like fifth grade, um, there was something called the donor sibling registry. So we went on there and kind of, you basically you go by your donor number and I guess donors can register too, but a lot, mostly siblings do. Um, so I found that I had already like five siblings registered on there and it was so, just like. Wait, how old were you then? Nine. And so, so did you think you only had five siblings? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> there was a possibility like a couple more would come out. 
But, but, it but wasn't, even at I, nine, were you excited about that? Was yeah. that really cool? I mean, at that time, you were an only child, right? Yeah. I mean, I was an only child. That All I ever wanted was siblings. So oh. it was, like, huge. Like, we just talked, like, every day, you know. So we you, went so out you and were visited. able to contact them. Yeah. So we ended up getting in touch. Like, they had all already met multiple times because they lived near each other out towards Chicago. Um, but then from there, we would end up having, like, meeting in the middle in, like, Ohio and having these family reunions every year. Wow. Um, and Did you have similarities to them? Yeah. I mean, there were definitely, like, in person, you could tell more than just looking at a photo. Like, once we were together, like, the mannerisms and things. And, you know, then year after year, more and more would join. And, <laughs> like, by, after that, it's like, somebody looks like somebody. Right. You know? <laughs> like, as the pool got wow. bigger. So it was... Yeah, so it blew up from there, basically. Like, <laughs> So do you know all of the siblings now? No. So, well, first, there's, like, with the DNA sites coming out, it just, like, now it's over 80. So those are the ones I know about. So I'm sure there's at least 100 because I'm sure there's some that don't want to be involved or haven't heard, haven't done their DNA testing type of thing. I couldn't even remember 80 names, Same. right? Like once you get to a certain number, that is just so many different people because I'm sure at the beginning it was like, right, like getting to know them and learning about them and wanting relationships and you start to pass a certain number, you're like, man, that's a lot of humans. Yeah, I do feel a little like guilty almost because of the people that joined a lot later. It's like a total different experience. Wow. It's like we have, a, we have a Facebook group and we all, you know, we stay in touch we even have a spreadsheet and stuff like that to try to keep track but wow. it's such a it's like welcome you know but it's too big to have reunions it's kind of like hey I happen to be in your city if you want to meet like one-on-one -on -one or like small groups now and just like welcome but I honestly couldn't name everyone at this point like wow. it's too much Anyone else feeling like the mental load of making dinner, the planning, the shopping, the prep, figuring out the timing? <laughs> it's a little heavy to carry, huh? Same. That's why I am so grateful for Hungry Root. The food quality, simple recipes, true tastiness, and delivery right to my door is truly a game changer. When getting started, you take a fun, short quiz and Hungry Root will get to know you, what you like to eat, and more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to use. So you can sit back, relax, and offload the many steps of meal planning. Each order is fully customizable so you can take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high-quality meat and seafood, healthy snacks, smoothies, sweets, ready meals, kids' snacks and meals, vitamins, supplements, much more. My favorite item for my latest box was the honey citrus chopped salad, lemon pepper chicken, and the four cheese tortellini. You gotta try it for yourself. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's gotta taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. 
Did you know that billions of plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles end up in landfills every year? I used to contribute to that waste, constantly buying single-use plastic cleaning products without giving it much thought. But then I discovered Blue Land, and it has been a game changer. Blue Land has helped me eliminate the need for single-use plastic and the products I reach for the most. They are reinventing cleaning essentials. Their approach is simple yet revolutionary. Refillable cleaning products with a sleek design that not only looks great on your counter, but also reduces plastic waste significantly. What I love most is the convenience. With Blueland, I never worry about running out of cleaning supplies or lugging bulky bottles from the store. From hand soap to toilet bowl cleaner to laundry tablets that each smell incredible, all Blueland products are made with clean ingredients you can feel good about. I was blown away when I received my first Blueland order. I immediately filled the bottles with water and their tablets, which was so easy to try everything out. And the ingredients are clean, the scents are refreshing, and the packaging is just so cute. Blueland is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine. If you you're ready to make a positive change for the planet without sacrificing cleanliness or convenience, Blueland has you covered. Blueland has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash shrinkchicks. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash shrinkchicks for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash shrinkchicks to get 15% off. sperm donor involved at all in that group yeah so well not the facebook group specifically but i think this was like three years or so ago now through also through ancestry.com and like tree building um we did figure out who he was and that was like a trickier like with the siblings everyone really well not you know most people wanted to get involved Mm -hmm. but obviously he went into this wanting to be anonymous so it was a hard thing to navigate where you don't want to overstep. So it was like, how do we say, you know, we're interested if you are, but not come at this person with 80. Right. <laughs> like you have, yeah, you children. have 80 yeah. children. <laughs> you know, right. so wow. it was really, it was surreal because I had just kind of assumed I would never, I was always curious, but it wasn't like this dying urge or anything like yeah. that. So it was just surreal. It was just like sent to me in a text message that someone was helping the tree, helping me with the tree and figured it out. And it was just like. All of a sudden there's a name. Yeah. All of a sudden, this person who is like sort of part of your story. Yeah. I would. I'm wondering for other people, was that really important for them to like know this person? Like other people were like on a mission to find who this was. Yeah, I think there were dramatically different like levels of curiosity. Where I think most it leans towards just wanting to know what he looked like and knowing more about him and like that level. Um, but some I think there was more of a di- desire to have like a relationship with him. Okay. Um, so it was kind of, you know, I was one of the first to know because I was working on the tree with a small group. And then it was like, I didn't want to just put in this group chat, you know, this is who he is. Also, some people might not want to know. Right. So that was a hard thing to be like. So I was like, I know some more information. If anyone wants to know, message me separately, you know, because I felt like it wasn't my information to just keep. But I was like, let's none of us reach out to him. Let's just send him one message from all of us, one letter to try to like, you know, go from there, which didn't go as smoothly as expected. But, um, you know, it lowered the numbers. And um, so and he (laughs) I wrote him a letter and he had responded. I was always wondering if I had a kid out there. And I was like, oh, well, (laughs) I just probably should let you know that it's a little more than one. So did you have to tell him? Yeah, so, I mean, and he, like, I'm just so... And just also, what age was this really happening at? 
Uh, for me, it, I was probably 23-ish. That's wow. still young, though, to all of a sudden have all of these different relationships to navigate. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Because you're one of the first people, there's like almost this additional responsibility that got put on you. Yeah. I felt like I wanted to do it right and do it in a fair way for him, um, which, you know. There's all different opinions about that. There's no perfect way. Right. Um, but I did. We've just been really lucky about how well he's received it. He he really, and I was like, how do I know how much they check these profiles? Like, I didn't know what was even accurate. So right. to even just find out that he really, like, matched what information we had gotten and was, like, this great person. Obviously, I'm judging off of Facebook and things, so you don't really know. But just based on, like, his volunteer work and his career and how well he received us, I was like, oh, my God. Wow. This is, we're lucky here. And he was, like, very open to having conversations with everyone. So you're talking about him with, a, like, a lot of um, respect and um, honoring, right, and, and neutrality in a lot of ways. Were other people, did they not have the same experience? Did other people? I think everyone overall was just really impressed with him. Um, obviously, some, like, wanted – more quicker yeah. like he he's actually moved to europe many many years ago and some flew out to meet him and he wow. he was okay with that and like so there was a lot more like wow it was yeah. a big deal for wow. some you know mm-hmm. so you were kind of heading this a little bit yeah un, yeah i didn't really plan that <laughs> <laughs> just like, okay and with knowing you for so long yeah. that is like so out of your comfort zone all of a sudden you're like in charge of this like that's not yeah. really your role in groups <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, Emily, not with groups that you're, you're running to. I'm like, she's got this. <laughs> like, I'm good. But I mean, it's true. She never shuts the fuck up this one. Um, but, like, this part of, like, all of a sudden, there's this responsibility. And also, like, for as long as I've known you, you're, like, a very ethical and moral person. And so to have the complexity of, like, people's desires, but also trying to be very ethical about it when there's no black or white situation here right right? like there's no book about this there's no ethics around this it's figuring out what is best what was that like for you to feel like you were kind of at the forefront of this contacting him well it felt like selfishly it also felt like special because I was like okay I'm one of the first few to like Mm. know this information like I let me just like hold on to it for six hours before I tell everyone like let me just know because you're sharing this figure with like so many people you know so there's not a lot of like personal connection there when I did decide to tell the big group there were a few people that had said like oh yeah we already like figured it out on our own and so I was kind of like oh okay like I didn't care that they knew but I was like it's just interesting how we all kind of went about it and then decided to do different things with the information and like you know like we're saying like there's no right way I can't judge anyone's decision on how to handle the information but there's just so many people involved that it was like who knows? Who doesn't know what's happening? Nice. Who wants to know? You know. How did your moms feel about it? I think they were really excited. You know, like they didn't like me. They were always curious, but they yeah. didn't really like it wasn't a huge deal. Yeah. Um, but my mom was like, you know, excited. And then it, like after we all kind of started talking to them, the mom, the moms have their own group their own Facebook group thing. Wow. So they get together. So that's, oh, that's a whole other very thing. interesting. You know what? Facebook really bringing people together. 
<laughs> I don't know. They if, talk a lot. I don't about know if Zuck meant to do that. Yeah, I don't think that <laughs> Zuck. You good friends with him? We are. You we're and Zuck, guys. you go right No, fuck him. <laughs> but we talk a lot about on Facebook, like bringing people apart. But like, it's really bringing people together in this instance. Yes. Well. Okay, so you are someone who, like, you grew up well aware of this. But there's lots of reasons to use a sperm donor that's not just having um, two moms, right? So some people that have um, infertility struggles. Um, there's lots of different reasons of why people don't have biological children. So you're someone who knew from a young age. I would imagine not everyone knew from a young age that they yeah. were conceived through a sperm donor. Yeah, that's very accurate. I mean, the the DNA testing is really what I think made the flip over where – when I was younger, it was everyone was mostly, I think it was all two moms and single moms, you know, and everyone was told from a young age. So the dynamic was a lot different because everyone was just so excited and like had been looking and Mm -hmm. wanting to know their whole life who was out there. And with DNA testing, it was now people that were kind of like, I want to know my, you know, heritage. And then they log on and they're like, why do I have like 25 half siblings on this website? Wow. And so then it's like, okay, it's really cool to have all these siblings, but also, like, it creates family, like, conflict, you know, which it seems like all of them have, you know, come to talk to their families about it and worked it out and everything like that, but it's a total different experience when it's a surprise, and a lot more goes into that, obviously. Are people sharing those stories in your Facebook group? Yeah, yeah, they share it on the Facebook group. We also have, like, an Instagram where we all try to, like, post our story, which not nearly all of us have done yet. Um, Some of them have done some podcasts um, sharing their, like, unique experiences with it because it is so different if you have a mom and a dad, you know, the different reasons that their dad couldn't, you know, be their biological dad, um, whether it be, like, age or illness, you know. Um, someone was exposed to Agent Orange, is it? So, like, things like that. Like, oh, we're just really unique stories. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so just sharing with each other and being able to relate to, like, somebody else has a similar story to you out of the 85. Yeah. So you can see people, con- different people connecting with different people. Are you going to share this in the Facebook group after it gets posted? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Definitely. That <was> my, <laughs> just my main question. Yes, it will be shared. Um, <laughs> So I'm wondering for other people that are listening that maybe aren't so open about the fact they were conceived through a sperm donor, what is something that has come from your experience that you would want to share with other people that maybe don't understand this or maybe you're struggling themselves to be open and vulnerable about this? Yeah, so, you know, I don't want to, like, judge anyone for their choices as far as what they choose to disclose to their kids but what I've found is the commonality is that it just kids don't care like if they know from the beginning they the biology really doesn't matter and it doesn't matter even if they find out later but it just makes for a smoother transition if they know from the beginning you know to just have that honesty and really all that matters is to have loving a loving parent loving parents like whoever that is for you you know the sperm donor is more to me at least it's just this cool side like it's a cool piece of my story but like my parents are my parents and it doesn't really matter the biology behind it yeah
A really fun fact about me that you might not know is that if I let my hair dry natural, it is a frizzball mess, which is one of the many reasons I absolutely love pros. I truly never thought that I would be able to embrace my natural hair texture. Ever since I switched to a custom hair routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Less frizzy hair, yes, but beyond that too. My hair is shinier, healthier, and so much more manageable. Filming the podcast every week makes checking out my hair unavoidable, and I have felt so much more confident on camera thanks to pros. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. The custom shampoo and conditioner combo, plus the hydrating leave-in conditioner and hair oil, keeps the frizz at bay. It also makes for the smoothest blowout. People keep asking me if I got my hair cut or went to the salon, which is, of course, the highest compliment. Pros isn't just better for you, it's better for the planet. They're certified B Corp cruelty-free and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. I used this feature when I moved to my temporary house in New Jersey, back to my house house post-construction project in Pennsylvania. Environmental factors like water source is something that Pros takes into consideration with their customization. So it was very cool that I had the ability to update my location. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin, and they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. So you get a free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash shrinkchicks. sounds like you had such a supportive environment while you were going through this really like understanding and it sounds like your mom's like really gave you the space to figure this out for yourself like did you have any challenges in kind of figuring this out or understanding it or like were there any challenges that came up with that for you um, I would say the challenges more came from having two moms um, and just the, I mean, I was going to say like the stigma at that time, but it really hasn't been a different experience in my younger sisters either of just mm-hmm. like, there are always so many people have been amazing, but there are always like a few kids growing up. They're like, we can't come to your house. We can't go to these things like wow. just not. You know, and just kind of fielding the questions from kids like, well, like, well, what does this mean? You know, like there was always just. Who do, I, who do I feel comfortable telling? Yes. Like, by high school, I was like, whatever, fuck it. I'm like, whoever cares, then I'm not going to be their friend. But, you know, middle school is a different story where yeah. you're like, oh, you know, you're trying middle to keep the secret. Middle so horrible. Everything horrible. is so – I – you could not pay me $30 trillion to go back to middle school People, again. Kids are mean. Holy yeah. shit. So I, mean. Like, you should really. actually get a Medal of Honor when you survive middle 100%. school. 100%. But it's a depressing – Pressing time. And like part of this also goes to like the heteronormativity of everything, right? So like now we have shows like Modern Family mm. and like different the the fosters and like different things where you're seeing same sex couples. But growing up, did you have any of that on television? No, right? Is there any you think of? No. I can't think of anything. So. I can't think of anything. Why did you do that in the 90s? It was like when Ellen came out and then was fucking fired. Right. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, like, even the sperm donor selection process was very not set up for lesbian couples mm-hmm. because the, the, I guess it would be, like, the fertility doctor was like, so, but who who are the father figures that are going to be in this child's life? Like, what men are still going to be involved here in the role? Because, like, you need a strong father figure and a female figure, and they're like, 
So uh, even the postman. Yeah. Grandpa's, I don't know. Postman. Postman. So even at the sperm bank, yeah. they were well, weren't able yeah. to have this conversation. Yeah. And people always, like, growing up, they're always like, well, who's, like, the mom and who's, like, the dad? You know, like, they were looking for the still the gender roles. I still say that. I think they do, too. To gay couples, right? Yeah. And now also, like, people are like, well, who's the top and who's the bottom? Like, people are very obsessed with there being, like, one or the yeah. other, right? And I think it's interesting. I, um, friends of mine who used a sperm donor just two years ago, um, when they went in, like someone was said, like, oh, like, is like this your sister? And they're like, no, literally, wow. the reason I'm here to get sperm is right. because this is not my sister. <laughs> wow. Right? You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. even in this day and age, there's still like that default heterosexual heteronormativity idea that, like, that's just how it is. And I think we often, especially like when you're in it, like, you don't think, about that right like often the kids like oh mother's day father's day all these different things but also a lot of kids don't have mothers and fathers a lot of kids have aunts or grandparents or different adults in their life and so this like large thing is like we're talking about like changing wording changing language which is like a huge shift in a society and just being conscious of what your preconceived notions are about what a family looks like right Mm -hmm. and i think that that's why, Callie, I think it's so important that we bring you on, too, to, to challenge those beliefs because I think so quickly, and sometimes we even do it on the podcast, like we speak in oh kind gosh, of a yes. heteronormative way um, and, and that it just comes so quickly. And so it's so wonderful that you're sharing this so that – because it challenges your kind of internal beliefs, yeah, which I think is a lot of what we do is like really helping people to challenge those assumptions. Yeah. And and you're allowing people to do that. Yeah. Do you work with clients to kind of help them, like any clients who are in similar situations, to talk them through this? I mean, I, I not that are, you know, trying to. Well, I work with a lot of younger people, like, and teens, so not that mostly are having. They're busy surviving yet. middle school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're like, this terrible. is not. This is not my biggest issue. It's seating in the cafeteria. (laughs) Fuck, that's bad. But I do. They. I do have a lot of LGBTQ clients that are just navigating that personally. And I think you know, I do often like self-disclose about having two moms because I feel like in that case, it's really helpful and helps with the comfort level that you know, I can just kind of relate in that sense of at least knowing what my mom's experienced and how the world can be and you know just I've always kind of had a little more awareness of how to not you know go to those gender norms and everything wow. like that wow you you had mentioned that your sisters have experienced a lot of the same stuff that you have what's that been like to watch them go through it because you're so close to your sisters they're so cute yeah how and old are they 12 and 14 gotcha. right and you're like super close with them so like it's one thing when we go through it and a very different thing when we see someone younger. Like, this actually goes back to, like, inner child work, right? Like, that we're able to, like, have that, like, empathy and protection for, like, those younger people around us that we maybe didn't have ourselves. So what's that been like? Yeah, I mean, for one, it's just kind of like, really? This is still, like, this is still happening. Right. You know, you would hope, like, yes. yes, we've made some progress, but you would hope that we would get to a point where they don't need to be worried about kids not wanting to come play at the house. So it's just frustrating. Mm. But, you know, to be honest, they have, they are so, they just impress me. Like, they're very relaxed. They're kind of like, whoa. I feel like I, like, really internalized it and, like, really, it hit hard when That's I was That's probably bullied. your anxiety disorder. <laughs> probably, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In hindsight. <laughs> and, and now, 
you know, so they are much more, unless they're just, which I think they would be open about it, but, you know, they just kind of take it and they're like, whatever. You wow. know, I, in coming on here, I was like, so how do you two feel about having two moms and a sperm donor? And yeah. my sister was like, I like it. And I was like, that's <laughs> it. She, she was like, well, and I said, why? And she was like, why wouldn't I? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just wanting to get your background. She's like, I like having two moms because I like having a house of all girls. I was like, okay. Well, I I can understand that. I can understand that. I was like, all right. You're like, can you go a little deeper? So like, I have something to bring on. But I was like, maybe this is really like a good side. Like she just really has it. As simple. You know, like that's it. Or there's so much going on underneath. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know how to express. It's like when you would come home and like your parents would be like, how's school? You've been good. And it was actually. Yeah. horrible and everyone tortured you right right so. but right but i don't know there's like the it is about how we take it right and like that is such an interesting thing to talk about is that like two people can grow up in the same exact family and have completely different experiences yeah right and come out in completely different ways that the personalities are so different do you feel any type of way about having a different donor than your sister's you know, like at the time I was really upset about it because yeah. some families did have sperm left and yeah. they were like holding on to it just for the sake of in case. Which is, which is really common. It's what a lot of people do is yeah. that they'll buy up a certain amount so that they can yeah. save it. Yeah. So that was really frustrating because it was like so close to being possible. It wasn't like, he hasn't donated in 10 years, yes. no chance. It was kind of like, really? Okay. Like this is, you know, but obviously I've learned that already before they were born that blood doesn't mean anything so it passed pretty quick you know you see them it's like whatever you know I don't think about it it also you know brings into the question like the kind of the balance between nature and nurture Mm -hmm. and how you're you know you're all being nurtured in the same kind of household and so you're kind of seeing how that plays out yeah. Do they have similar kind of personalities as you, or how does that? You know, they're like badasses. <laughs> not that you're not, <laughs> right? But like, don't, I don't know, right? I guess. <laughs> you're like right. <laughs> Was that rude? I'm so sorry. No, no, no. Um, I like to think I'm a badass in some. You know, you are <laughs> badass. But like you're like you have like this whole world inside of you where I feel like your sister is just like put it the fuck out there. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, we I did have a separate, you know, because of the age difference and then my parents' separation that we did kind of in some ways grow up in separate households where I went back and forth to the one they're raised at sometimes, but I think that definitely impacted our personalities gotcha. um but they are actually so different than each other they're complete opposites which is really? hilarious because everyone thinks they're twins because they like the old, the younger ones a little bit taller even and it just throws people off and people usually think i'm their mom when i take them out so it's like this whole like nobody knows like they see our family and they're like because my mom and stepmom also have a huge age gap so we have like everything going on where they're like this is grandma this is you know sisters this is the mom we're so like whatever do not make assumptions you will be wrong yeah <laughs> you know so i'm like we have everything every like stigmatized thing a family yeah. can have we probably have it so um but yeah they're they're very different than each other but they're both like very confident and they are badass like each in their own way so mm-hmm. it's really cool to see now that they're actually like humans and growing up like you know 
not babies and I can have a real relationship with them. It's cool. Isn't that the best when they get older and you can actually? Yes. I always say I would. I would say I would have a kid if like it came out like twenty five. <laughs> I mean, like, also so a friend. That's just a pretty much. I would just, I would just birth a friend. uh, Why would you ever? I mean, that would hurt. (laughs) Just thinking about birthing. Wow, a dog wouldn't fit in your body. I know. This is like it really goes on this. I was also. So you'll just ever have it. Child free. That's the way to be. Okay. Wait, wait. Wait. I have one last question though. Before we get to calling bullshit. Are your sisters interested in looking for their siblings? Is that a journey they're going to go on? So, weirdly, like, they really haven't had a lot of – because they have. We know that they have a few siblings. They are actually never going to have as much as me only because their donor was, like, removed because of some – I think it was spina bifida kept happening, um, which they don't – they were lucky and didn't have that, but – you know, so There's they pulled it yeah. quick. Yes. Um. So, but they really haven't been very, they're like, I don't really care. Like, maybe that'll change, which is funny because I remember coming home and, like, Googling, like, the most random, like, I had, like, no information. So like, it was just like, it was like he, he was on a rowing team and I knew where one of the sperm banks was and I was just like, rowing teams at this university at this oh, year. Oh, like wow. a detective. Yeah, and, and, like, it went nowhere because middle school me thought, like, <laughs> right. this is the day. Right. Like, I'm just going to come across this picture that looks just like me. Oh, but also, like, not enough was on the internet. As was yeah, just going to say that, that like, like, nothing was on the internet. Enough ass jeeves. Ass Like, right? Remember ass jeeves? Yes, yes. Or you could ask that. I'm sorry. You could ask that like aimbot. Remember you? Remember that? <laughs> yes. Remember yes. that? You yes. could ask like the aimbot question. Yes. Or you could ask Clippy how to forget. open up an Excel sheet. Ooh. Those <laughs> were all Clippy. of our internet friends. <laughs> Wait, what was his name? Yeah. Clippy. 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 You know when you opened yeah, up he like was a nice. Yeah, the paper clip. <laughs> was he? So these were the tools I was working with. So <laughs> I can't believe I didn't get anywhere. Are you a detective now, right? Like, do you feel like you, you can know, figure it out? You know, it's funny. I started out going to school to yes. be, like, uh, I, I was, like, that. criminology psych major. I was, like, I want to be, like, an FBI agent. Oh, my <laughs> it's God. It's not too late for you. Yeah. But I'm very happy now, God. you know, <laughs> which is funny. Oh. I can see how a Don't lot of my siblings. after this episode. A lot of my siblings ended up in similar fields. That's the weirdest, like, that is so nature type thing. Wow. Like, helping careers of, like. Yeah, social and science he, and teaching. And he's kind of in that, right? Yeah, he's in like, yeah, he's a professor. He does, yeah. yeah. Wow. All right. Wait, we got to do call and bullshit. Let's do it. Callie, once again, here's our guest, our guest question. <laughs> we want to hear call out some bullshit. So I think, you know, it's simple, but the biggest one is just that a family has to look any particular way to be a healthy, you know, family and raise you know good people yes. <laughs> you know like it doesn't matter age difference gender you know biology any of it it just really it comes down to you know how you parent and how you are honest and how you treat your kids and go about life so that's a very very big summary but I think that's like the biggest takeaway that I would want the podcast to have i love that that's a perfect and that's a perfect ending if you're interested in hearing more learning more about callie you can check her out on our website also where can people find your instagram and the donor instagram yeah so my therapy instagram is at callie fraser counseling and the donor instagram is at donor 1002 amazing callie, thank you for telling your story. are you taking any clients yeah I'm, i added <gasps> another day Sh- oh. 
Yes! <laughs> She's so taking more clients. I do have room for a few more on Fridays. Okay. <laughs> if, you, if you're interested in hanging with Callie on Fridays, doing some great healing work, learning to love yourself, be kinder to yourself, and call bullshit on all the things in life, check us out. Callie, thank you for being here. Thank you we so love much. You, an and honor. we'll check out. <laughs> honor! It is honor. an honor to have you. It's a dream. And, uh, I will it's now call you. And she sure is a badass. Let me correct myself. <laughs> there are one badass. They're like, no, she's, no. Good. she's quitting tomorrow. <laughs> she's quitting tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> we will see you all next week on Trink Chicks. Thanks. Welcome to Raw Beauty Talks. I'm your host, Erin Trelor. Ready to peer behind the highlight reel and all those polished pictures of the world's biggest influencers and wellness experts, we're gonna uncover what beauty, health, and wellness truly means in today's world. Warning though, there will be no surface level conversations here. As someone who really struggled with disordered eating and negative body image after trying to check all those be healthy boxes, I became a health coach because I'm passionate about redefining health and wellness so that it's less about the weight on the scale and more about how we feel. I truly believe how you feel on the inside reflects out into every aspect of your life. So if you're ready to go below skin deep to tap into a whole other level of wellness, you're in the right place. Let's pull back the curtain for some raw beauty talks.